Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. Got an amazing show in store for you today. I got my friend Jake Rodriguez, aka the president of Broward County, in the building. We have a really cool, open conversation around ultimately how you can change your reality through your perspective. We talk a lot about values, about communication, meditation, how to learn from your hardships and use those as opportunity for growth, and how to grow from a scarcity mindset to an abundant mindset. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. It would mean the world to me if you leave a five-star review and a rating of the show. I honor you. I appreciate you. I love you. And as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a dope, dope, dope guest in the building today. I got my man, Jake Rodriguez, a.k.a. the president of Broward County in the building. Jake and I actually met earlier this month at a networking group that we're both part of called Miami Made, and we just so happened to be sitting right next to each other, got to do some dope exercises together, and I really loved everything that Jake was about, entrepreneur, an artist, and really about just making the most out of his life. So, Jake, I appreciate you being here with me, my man. Man, thanks. Thank you for um, introducing me in such a kind way, brother. It's nice to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. So I love your nickname, the and your your artist name, the president of Broward County. So I'm from Broward County myself. I grew up in uh, the Western area, to be specific. Bro, how, how did you how did you get that name, the president of Broward County? So actually, when I was growing up, I um. I started listening to a lot of Eminem, right? And I would call myself, or I was given the nickname Slim Jakey, right? <laughs> so I wrote with that nickname from like fourth grade on, and everybody told me, one day you're going to rap and you're going to call yourself Slim Jakey. And I was like, I don't, you know, I'm not a, I don't make music. I don't see myself doing that. And lo and behold, eventually I started making music. And calling, you know, I had to take the name that they gave me, Slim Jakey. But, um, but you know, maturing, uh, as much as um, Eminem influenced me growing up, it, he doesn't really represent my values or what I want to do. So I decided that I decided to take the name of my first album title, The President of Broward County, and actually use that as my rap name because uh, I'm a community organizer and you know I just want to see the best for my people so uh, I started using that name and people really people really approved of it and liked it so I started rolling with that. Uh, man that's beautiful Broward County stand up I love how you are went through this process of having a nickname right <laughs> Slim Jakey and not or and then realizing that it didn't really serve you anymore and who you are based on your values. And then because you are a community organizer and you do care about your community so much, the name of your first album, The President of Broward County, really resonated as a 
great artist name for you to have. So I think that's super dope. I'm curious, you talked about your values changing. What would you say your biggest values are now? Well, my biggest values right now, I'd say, are just trying to bring positivity and light to the world around me, you know? When I was younger, um, I actually wrote this down in my notes. It's something I wanted to bring up. You know, when I was younger, uh, I felt very, you know, just insecure and inadequate. You know, I was, you know, I had problems just not having enough food and sometimes not having a place. Um, just not having enough and um uh my change in mindset really I decided that that I can be rich without having a lot materially. Mm-hmm. And so now I try to bring that kind of mindset and that kind of uh that kind of positive influence to the world around me, you know. Absolutely. I love this idea uh, being rich, being something bigger than just materialistic things. How how do you describe then to others what it means to be rich in the way that you use it? So, so being poor is kind of being deprived. And being rich means that you're more fulfilled and you have Maybe you don't have everything that you could possibly have, but you, you have everything that you need in abundance, you know? Absolutely. So, so I have enough food to eat. I have a roof over my head. I have, um, I'm passionate. I have a small business that satisfies me. I'm an artist. So these things can never be taken away from me, you know? I can never lose the fact that I love to write or I love to rap you know even if even if you uh throw me in jail handcuff me and cut off my tongue i'll still sit there and like beatbox you know what i mean and make a rhythm with my mouth Mm. so then i learned that i can never as long as i have that i'll always be rich i'll always have abundance Mm, that's powerful man that's a super powerful perspective being in this place where essentially everything that makes you rich and everything that fulfills you is already inside of you, right? It's not any of these external things that you need to possess in order to feel rich, to be fulfilled, to understand that all your needs are met and that everything that you require to have joy and wealth is already inside of you. That's super powerful. What would you say were some of the defining moments that allowed you to change your reality and your perspective around this and maybe some other aspects of life that have grown? It's a great question. A lot of the time, those kind of reality shifts happen through necessity. Um, For myself, uh, I was, um, you know, I was just, I'm very young, I'm 21 years old, so just a few years ago, like I said, I just didn't have a lot. Um, I was in the wrong places, in the wrong environments, with the wrong people, you know, just a lot of addicts and uh, abusers and drug dealers, etc. And I found myself going absolutely nowhere. Mm. Just 
and it, just finding a new rock bottom every few months, you know, that I never thought was even possible before in my life. Mm. And there's just so many times where I hit such a rock bottom where I had to say, I'm going to change everything or the world around me, I'm going to allow it to eat me. Mm. So it was really out of necessity. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's huge, man. I think for at, to be at such a young age and to realize that you are already experiencing your versions of rock bottom and understood quickly like, hey, like these are things that I need to change and I need to shift my reality in or else, you know, this world around me is going to eat me alive. Walk me through what some of these shifts look like, like what were your thoughts before and then what did your thoughts turn into? Maybe what were some of the actions that you were realizing were no longer serving you that you dropped and that you ended up picking up new ones that allowed you to get to where you are today? Well, one big thing that I struggled with a couple of years ago was just communicating with normal everyday people and uh, public, regular public environments. I just, I couldn't figure out how to communicate. I couldn't figure out how to, how to, you know, whether it's growing as an artist or um, within my education I, or just making friends. I couldn't really figure out how to communicate with people and and there's a lot of a lot of thinking going on in my head that was serving me wrong uh mm. thinking about how inadequate I am how terrible I feel hopelessness etc mm. um so one day I remember a couple of years ago just sitting in my room uh I don't know how open you are to talking about like psychedelics on this type of platform but uh, go for it i'm all for it great so i was you know i was experimenting with things like that back then and i remember mm -hmm. sitting one night just meditating kind of going crazy you know having lots of different thoughts just spiraling and i was thinking about the fact that i thought so much and how much those types of thoughts of inadequacy of Oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. Hopelessness, these feelings I have were serving me so wrong. And I took the time to sit there and process it. And I realized that besides from those feelings that I had and the narrative I had surrounding my own thought process, I realized that the way that I grew up and developed my mindset was also one of the biggest tools that I've had because it, I may have put myself in certain situations, but I also got out of so many situations. I also used that same mindset to protect myself. So mm -hmm. at that moment, my biggest weakness became somewhat of a superpower. And I realized that if I'm able to do that with just one thing that I thought was such a terrible thing, maybe right now I can't see how I can do that same type of reality shift with other problems in my life, but maybe there's a possibility. Mm. Bro, that's super powerful, man. I've had 
um, you know, many psychedelic experiences in my life. And they started when I was a little bit older than you are now. That For me, they probably started around, I guess I was about 26, because it was a little bit after my mom had passed away. And man, it's had a huge impact in my life and being able to go deeper within myself and really in the same way you did, sit with my thoughts and and really dive within myself to see like, all right, what are the stories that I'm telling myself? What are the habits that I have? What are the actions that I'm taking? And is that getting me closer to where it is that I wanna go in life? Or is it pulling me further away from that? And I love how you were able to have this psychedelic experience and go into that deep meditation and go through that feeling of like, man, just everything coming up and popping up. And from that place, there was this realization of like, oh shit, like some of the things or the ways I was thinking that was holding me back, when I put it in the right framework, I also see how that same mindset helped me grow and transcend a lot of difficult situations. And I think that's a great point for everyone here listening is understanding that, you know, it's not so much that a way that you're thinking or something that you're doing is inherently, you know, bad or for a better word, maybe ineffective in itself, but more so understanding that the way you use it and how it ends up having you show up in your life and the world overall is what's going to make it effective and efficient or ineffective and inefficient so I, I really love how you're able to dive deeply within yourself what do you feel like if that was like that defining moment I'm curious now like what are some of like the regular maybe everyday practices or maybe different things you do on some type of consistent basis that has allowed you to take that moment that you were in where you had all these realizations and really build upon it in order to create the new reality that you experience now. So that that one little building block, that one reality shift that I had, kind of turned into this mindset I have now, which is hardships that I face aren't just hardships, but opportunities. Mm. Um, I think that was probably the most important the most important shift because it started as something small just that one specific thought and maybe a possibility that this can apply to everything else and in totality now what i realize is yes that does work for pretty much everything you know almost every hardship that i that i face you know because it's hard i can't just sit here and say that i always feel a hundred percent great you know but when i don't I I would sit back and I realize, you know what? This is an opportunity for growth. Mm-hmm. And that kind of mindset allows me to find all the different opportunities in front of my face that I may not be seeing instead of looking at all the negative sides of things. Mm. Very well said. Very well said. I agree 100% that a lot of times this discomfort that I may feel as an individual is literally an opportunity for me to realize like, hey, there's something off here that I get to do something about. 
And what I've seen in my life is I get that feeling when I'm not being in alignment with my own values and principles, Mm. or if I'm not being my word and keeping my word to myself and doing the actions that I said that I was going to do or that I say is important to me in creating my vision uh, for myself and for the world at large. So I love that. And I think that's something that everyone listening to can reflect on themselves. And my invitation to everyone listening is when you do feel yourself going through some type of hardship in the way that, that Jake just explained it, look within yourself and understand that that could potentially be, you know, we can call it the universe. We can call it your higher self. You can call it whatever you want, but understand that there's this part of you that is letting you know that something is off and as Jake said, instead of just thinking about all of the negative stuff and running into that rabbit hole, better yet start to think, hey, what is this trying to teach me? What is the opportunity here? What can I do to essentially pick myself up and, and get out of this way of thinking or the situation that I find myself in? So, Jake, I mean, I, that's super powerful, man. I, I love that realization. And to be doing it at such a young age, man, it's really impressive. Thank you, man. And that's a, that's a really interesting thing about uh, having psychedelic experiences is that uh, a lot of the times we go into those things, you know, expecting a sort of euphoria. And what we find is ourselves like curled up in, our, in a ball, kind of going through it. But, but being dragged all the way down there and just being stuck in that discomfort totally forces us to accept it and deal with it. Whereas normally, there's so many different ways that we can avoid it and distract ourselves. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Something that really resonates with me and what you just said is this whole idea that, you know, to me, I don't really think there's such thing as like a a bad trip, quote unquote, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're really using a, you know, a psychedelic properly. But it's just like you said, like there's gonna be times where depending on what type of plant medicine you're utilizing, what type of psychedelic you're utilizing, you know, there's certain things that are going to be brought up that are meant to be brought up within you and and it's pretty much placed right in front of your face. And when people have these quote unquote bad experiences, I find it's typically because they are trying to like make that thing go away, try to control it and make it disappear as opposed to surrendering to it, opening your eyes, being with it. And seeing what's the lesson that's there. Yeah, you articulated that so well. And the interesting thing about uh, quote-unquote bad trips is that physiologically, you know, uh, what's happening to our bodies is the same as any normal day when you're feeling a bit of anxiety, you know? Your heart rate's going up, you're just thinking a lot, but physically... Even mentally, there's just not much happening that's so much different from your normal everyday experiences. So I I also agree that I don't really believe in the whole bad trip thing, you know? Because I found myself in the same place where I was trying to avoid certain things. And so what I started doing was I would turn the lights off. I wanted to kind of create a sensory deprivation. I would turn the lights off, put headphones over my ears, 
you know, just play some water sounds, you know, listen to the to the waves through YouTube. Um, and this would be very late at night by myself, you know, when nobody could interrupt me and, um, and force myself to really be stuck with the things that I'm going through, you know? And I find that, I'd find that maybe sitting with those kind of thoughts for like an hour, like really, really just not trying to avoid them, not trying to get away from them, really sitting with those thoughts for like an hour makes such a huge difference in my life. You know, just one hour of doing that, even less than an hour sometimes, can give you a type of perspective shift, a change of reality that, I mean, you know, could take you years, you know what I mean? Like, could yeah, take absolutely. you years of therapy. Bro, I mean, bro, all facts. Like, I completely agree. And it's this idea, man, of how important introspection and reflection can be. I mean, I think oftentimes, kind of, and this is just what I make up, this is my perspective, but, you know, there's so much conditioning around us as people needing to be super busy or we create this idea that, you know, our schedule being completely occupied is some type of badge of honor. And because of that, people don't see value in taking the time to sit with themselves and to just be with their thoughts and their emotions and see what's coming up so that they can actually take inventory on what's really going on within them. And then from there, you know, taking those hardships or taking the difficult things that come up and being able to realize like, okay, there's work here that I get to do. And then from there, it's deciding to take the action and actually go through with that yeah you're 100 percent right man i actually saw something on your instagram that relates to that just the other day that was um uh people think that sleeping less than six hours a night is a badge of honor mm-hmm. when in reality it's i don't know what your exact words were but it's just a lack of self-care because when you're not allowing yourself when you're not allowing yourself that time and really taking care of yourself, you're not even allowing for those opportunities. You're not putting yourself in the right kind of mind frame to to be looking for those opportunities. You're just on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Let me not worry about these problems. On to the next thing. I gotta I gotta go to work, you know. I gotta um I gotta go hit the gym. I gotta go whatever, I'm feeling bad, I gotta go on a run, you know? But sometimes the most important thing is to just not allow yourself to feel to be to be negative and pessimistic, but to sit with your thoughts and meditate or Amen. sleep. Amen. Yeah, it's like doing something that's going to allow you to recharge the battery. Right. And I think it's cool, man. I, I love like the perspective that you have on this and all the growth that you've experienced. Um, something that I think is so important when it comes to any type of plant medicine, psychedelic experience is once we get the download or the insight of what it is that is required of us to grow and transcend whatever we're going through, it's all in the new actions that we take. It's all about how we integrate what we've learned into our day-to-day lives. I'm curious, what has your integration process looked like since you've had these 
deep times of reflection like what are like the new things that you're doing what are some of the things that you find that are important for you to participate in so that you are able to grow in the way that you want to grow yeah well it really has to do with what we were just talking about how how sometimes we think that just keeping moving is the best way to approach our difficult times and our struggles but a lot of the times we really have to sit with ourselves so what I started doing was allowing myself giving myself that kind of time and the way that has transformed my life now is like so I started I started a small business very recently the business that actually we met through when um I went through the entrepreneurial meeting with Miami Made, um, those kind of things, I would have never allowed myself to do when I was younger because, you know, I didn't have the type of experience. I, I didn't know. I just didn't know too many people who were interested in, um, you know, just buying small gifts for other people. You know, I I had my own passions, but. It felt like what I was passionate about might have led me nowhere, you know? Mm -hmm. So what I learned was that basically you can, basically anything, I think almost anything you could dream of, you could turn into a reality some way or another. So I allowed myself to start thinking in that way, you know? How can I, how can I take my dreams, whatever they may be, and really make that a reality every day for myself, you know? Because I wanted to be an artist. I didn't want to be, you know, homeless or uh, addicted to drugs, you know? I wanted to I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to have small businesses, which also benefit the community, you know? I wanted mm-hmm. to, I didn't want to work for large corporations that maybe I don't agree with their bottom line. And like you said, uh, our values, when we're not living our values, we just don't feel right. So I started writing down, what is it that I want? Everything from waking up, brushing my teeth, you know, taking a quick shower, using these, using a shampoo, face wash, whatever, moisturizer, all the way down to career choices, to how do I spend my free time and how do I deal with emotions? Mm. And started making that a reality in my own life. Bro, I love that, man. I love that. You're a, you're a powerful creator. And what something that comes up for me, like I don't know if you're, if you're spiritual or, or religious or what type of uh, framework you like to give it, but one of the things that I learned that I really truly embody, uh, you, you know how people will say like we're, made in God's image. You ever heard that? Yeah, I have. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of times people, I think, perceive that as meaning like, okay, like the way that we physically look, like our face structure and hair and all that stuff, like that's what God looks like, right? Because we're made in his image. But what I found, and I actually learned this from my mentor, Paul Check, is that we are made in God's image in the sense that we are mini creators 
if God is the mm. ultimate creator, right? So, you know, say God created all of this, right? The universe created all of this. It's like all of us are many creators that can create really to your point, whatever it is that we think of. And like, man, I'm looking outside my apartment building right now as we talk and I can see all of the amazing things that man has created from buildings to boats to cars to jet skis to bridges to like all of just these crazy things and for me it's like damn like i really am made in god's image because i'm also this creator right i've created this podcast i've created my business i'm i've been creating my dream life all of these things and that's where you can too or what you can too is really rooted in it's this idea that if i can do it or if he can do it or if she can do it you can too we can look at all the things that are around us that are happening at a high level and instead of maybe hating on those people we can look at those people as motivation to be like shit if that person can do it i know i can do it right i know it's possible so i really appreciate that perspective that you share and how you're at a young age again creating your reality creating your dreams and taking the actions on a daily basis that's really interesting that you bring up um about hating on other people and just feeling jealous when we see things that we want because that was something that's taken me a long time to kind of manifest into a reality you know mm. i knew that it was the right thing to do to not be jealous and to see other people who have things that i want as uh as um you know just to look at it as wow i want to be like that as 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 a goal you know instead i felt i would just feel so inadequate so insecure about myself you know i felt so much less than them why aren't i doing this these people are my age how come i'm not at that level yet mm. i feel that i feel that can i ask um you you had a mentorship you said uh so what kind of like what kind of mentorship what exactly was the mentorship for what was he teaching you yeah so so paul check man he's a it's hard to even give him a title uh, i guess i'll call him like a, a holistic health practitioner but he's just like just a super smart dude and he has an institute where he teaches a lot of basically all of his teaching when it comes to physical health mental health emotional health and spiritual health right and everything in between and i've invested in being a part of that academy it's called the czech institute and basically like i go to um, california twice a year for like different in-person workshops and then i have online trainings that i do and certifications that i work on that allow me to build up the tools to really live my dream life and really go after what it is that I want and have the tools to help people also achieve their dream life. And that's what I do as a holistic life coach is get men and women in the best shape of their lives, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, and making sure that I'm doing it in a way that is, you know, healthy, fulfilling, and sustainable overall. So mentorship, that's what it looks like for me right now in terms of Paul Check. But then also just going out and meeting different people who are doing things that I aspire to do and they're doing it at a high level and seeing how can I bring value to that person so that 
they are open to teaching me their knowledge so that they're open to investing their time into me so that I can grow and become the best version of myself. Because something that I've realized is, you know, I can't go to my full potential by myself, right? I think it starts with me and it ends with me in terms of I'm the one that gets to do the work and show up and put the time into my craft and my my health and everything like that. And I get to seek out people who are already doing those types of things or their version of it and really receiving that guidance so that I can learn. So to to wrap that all up, it's essentially, you know, before I jumped into Paul Check's uh, Institute, you know, I did like individual certifications through him. Uh, you know, I listened to his podcast, Living 4D with Paul Check, which has been amazing. I've read his books, right? I've read other books from other people who I look up to. And I think that's part of growth and becoming our best self is having mentors, whether those mentors are physically in front of us, whether it's through online platforms like podcast or you know, audio books, videos, or if it's us buying the books and reading it and seeing what we can take from that. Yeah, you know, and you mentioned um, just our contribution and just how we, how we affect other people. What do you think about this idea that in my life, what I found for my own personal self and it reflects, you know, on most of the people that I end up being friends with and meet is that when we're just looking to gain, 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 we don't necessarily find that sort of satisfaction. But when we start making it a part of our lives to to grow along with other people, to collaborate with other people and also help other people grow and reach their full potential, I feel that's when we start really finding satisfaction. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think there's this combination of being of service and being served that is um, really sacred. And yeah, I don't think it's beneficial, or when I say beneficial, I feel like we're not, or at least I'm not maximizing life if I am only taking from others, or if I'm only learning from others. But I also get to teach others and help others on their journeys. And, you know, that's why I have this podcast. That's why I create the content that I create online. That's why I do the work that I do working closely with individuals because at the end of the day, we are, we're all exchanging energy. You know what I mean? And I look at money as another form of energy where at the end of the day, money to me is something that I use as a tool to go out and, and serve the world, right? And then when I'm making a lot of money, it frees me up to go out in the world and go ahead and take that money and you know pour it into maybe other companies that I believe in by investing in their products or pouring that money into other services, right, that I'm receiving from somebody else. So at the end of the day, to answer your question or to, to piggyback off of what you're saying, it's so important to both give and to receive because I've been on the opposite side of it where 
for a long time I thought it was only good for me to give and because I was only giving I wasn't opening up myself up to the possibility of really receiving um, both in terms of like mm. finances but also in terms of just compliments and things like that where you know I would kind of just brush them off or I wouldn't really take it in fully and then because of that I wasn't really able to fully understand my own self-worth and understand like the great impact I was doing because I was kind of just ignoring uh, those gifts that people were giving me that's powerful bro you know that's something that I'm still currently working on is allowing myself to receive you know and not just have the sort of mindset of you know I want to be a giver but that that um that it could go both ways and that even allowing other people to give and allow myself to receive from other people helps other people right because it kind of shows them that they have value too and allows them to to fulfill their own their own um their own potential it's a great point that's a great point it's a great point that's something that i've learned too it's, it's exactly that it's understanding that when i allow someone to to when i receive something i'm allowing someone else to give and if i'm shut off and if i'm not allowing someone to give me something then i am literally blocking them from doing their part of being a giver so I understand that, you know, that stuff isn't selfish. And ultimately, what helps me have clarity with that is living in alignment with my principles and my values and very much understanding, like, when I'm taking something in, you know, being very present about what that means to me and the dynamic between me and that person or, or, people, in, or people in general. And then on the other side, too, like, understanding how sacred it is for letting someone give something to me because it truly is a gift yeah and i think when you become able to receive you're kind of allowing other people to um you're you're, you're manifesting that in that kind of mindset into the world where the people around you can pick up off of that and learn to receive you know from you're doing that and then also see that the opportunity to give you know 100% 100% those are wise words it's this it's this understanding if I if I correctly understand what you're saying it's like when we are opening up to receive we're actually allowing manifestations to actually take place right and to actually be able to receive these gifts these blessings the abundance we have to be open and ready to receive it and i think that this is so this is so important to my world because you know in the in the lens of just hip-hop you know culture a lot of it a lot of it at least um at least maybe a few years ago a lot of what hip-hop was and a lot of what it is is people who come from 
a lot of desperate places, you know. A lot of people do this kind of thing through desperation. And that kind of builds a mindset where, you know, I'm going to do everything by myself. And then when I get to that point, you know, I'm going to build myself up and then I'm going to have enough to give. Mm. But people often aren't so open to receiving, you know, including myself. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. And you're right, man. I think when we're in this this scarcity mentality or we come from a place where we haven't had enough for so long, it puts us in this mentality that, that doesn't really allow us to be truly open to receiving. And I'm curious, like, how are you maybe changing that or how do you envision yourself changing that in hip hop culture where you're making it one where it's like, hey, there is abundance here. There is room for for everybody to eat there is so many ways to transcend maybe the mentality that's the status quo that's a great question and i'll answer that by saying um so one part one sub genre in hip-hop that i've been introduced to over the past year is rap battle you know rap battles battle rap culture within hip-hop and this is like basically as underground as it gets you know what i mean especially in miami like very small groups of people you know we're all connected and we know each other but everyone's kind of trying to do this thing for themselves and within these the way it works is people set up a battle rap league and they'll have artists under them and they'll set up events where um where those artists are uh are gonna go perform and make you money and you know I mean it also helps the artist but the way that I made it different that I'm trying to make it different is I'm throwing my first kind of event like that soon you know I'm not I don't not any sort of battle league but just uh I I consider it more of a community event for artists because what I'm trying to do is invest my own time and money and along with other artists and friends that I work with in the event industry what we're trying to do is create a platform that elevates every single person inside of that platform so you know I have a, a best friend who's a photographer super talented as well as an artist you know I have a lot of friends who make music and I know a lot of other people who are also trying to get a play in the same thing so I'm inviting all of them together for us to to basically join forces you know whereas whereas typically is one person setting it up and just trying to extract from all the other people involved whereas this one I would like to show that what we can do is build off of each other and if we create that sort of environment then i mean i think that that we could change not just hip-hop culture but you know um tied along with hip-hop culture is is struggle you know right so if we can take that popular culture and create this sort of this sort of change within that popular culture then 
we can take that to the streets as well and build each other up within our own communities that's beautiful man that's beautiful i think that that really taps right into abundance and this idea that everybody can eat right and you're putting together this event in this community where everyone comes in and they get to share their gifts and they also get to essentially win in that collaboration and nobody's being exploited everyone's getting the opportunity to grow and share their gifts and and evolve overall yeah this idea of abundance is something that you know also recently i've been exploring you know at least uh at least you know in that in that kind of framing of abundance versus um scarcity you know because this is something that within myself i've been trying to reflect on and understand but very recently i've seen that portrayed you know whether it's on social media or in books or articles i've read the idea that just this is a psychological explanation of abundance versus scarcity absolutely absolutely and somebody i think you'd really like and that you can dig into when it comes to that abundance versus scarcity mentality is uh michael beckwith have you heard of him no i haven't tell me about michael yeah michael beckwith super super dope dude man he's um he he actually runs a a spiritual center called uh, agape international it's out in california and he calls it a a trans-denominational church meaning that like it's above religion in itself and he's just huge into abundance and he talks about it so much and one of the things i've heard him say that really helped me understand really how powerful abundance is and how vast it is he said you can take an abundance away from abundance and abundance would still be there right meaning like you can take so much away from this huge abundant thing we call life and there's still going to be an abundance left over meaning that Mm -hmm. we can't actually we can't suck it all dry it's actually not even possible because there's so much there and that's really helped me understand especially in my industry you know i'm saying i'm in uh life coaching now before i was more so into like personal training and sports performance training and it's very much one of those industries that's very much like oh if somebody else gets a client then that means i just lost out right where in reality i've realized that there's so many people out there that can use help that there's literally no shortage of people that get to be worked with and that i get to be really happy whenever somebody invests in their their health their life their well-being whether it's investing in me or they're investing through someone else because they're actually doing their part to make the world a better place by making themselves better and to me that's what's most important yeah and when people are doing that that just creates more i mean more abundance i mean whether that could be created or not like that creates more opportunities for everybody else as long as everybody else is growing you know there's not like someone else's growth doesn't take away from your own opportunity 
it actually right. creates more opportunities for yourself. Facts. Straight up, man. Straight up. I love that. And man, you know, I'm really excited to, to have more conversations like these with you and to be able to grow together because to be doing what you're doing at such a young age and being a, you know, a hip hop artist, being an artist overall, being an entrepreneur, being a community organizer, you know, you're really in a position to help make this world a better place. And overall, that starts with you making yourself a better person. And that's something that I know you value and that you're doing. And I'm, I'm super excited to watch your journey as you continue to go and grow. Uh, for everyone listening out there, man, Jake, where can people find you online and learn more about you and what you're up to? Sure. Check out my, my, my Instagram page for my artist page. It's the president of Broward County. You could really look that up anywhere. Um, my small business where I sell mango bread is ask about my mangoes. Nice. And that's on Instagram. Is that all one word? Uh, yep. One word. Ask about my mangoes. Hey. Use the hashtag, y'all. Check it out. Hey, let's go. I love it. I love it. And what's um, what's one last word that you'd love to to leave the listeners with something that they can reflect on meditate on and use in their own life well one thing that I really got out of this conversation is uh, this idea of abundance and how how each one of us growing and reaching our full potentials just unlocks more opportunities for all the rest of us you know so if we can all just take a second within our day and you know maybe find the point where we feel bad because somebody else might have something that we want you know and just take a second and think how is that an opportunity for us how can we use that as a goal to reach our full potentials you know and feed off of each other mm beautifully said beautifully said i love that for everyone out there listening again anything you see out there that's happening that inspires you or even if you see it and you're kind of jealous that you don't have it just understand that it's possible and that you can use that as fuel and as evidence that you're also able to accomplish that it truly is that that you can to belief jake i appreciate the time i appreciate the work you're putting into yourself what you're doing for other people and all of the wisdom that you shared with everyone today. Yeah, I appreciate you too, brother. Thanks for having me on, really. Hey, my pleasure, brother. Peace. Peace out. Have a good day.